Praise the Lord. Thank you, worship team. Come on, one more time. Give it up for the worship team. Bless them. Show your appreciation to them. For those who may not know uh, me or my, a little bit of my story, um, I've been uh, battling a back problem for, oh, close to 40 years now. And uh, there were a time there where I thought I would have to retire early because it was just uh, getting progressively worse. <clears throat> Until one day, God in his providence uh, connected me with a man from another church, his precious brother, who is a physical therapist that uses a unique form of physical therapy. Part of it is working with his hands, and part of it is working with a machine called an ARP, an A-R-P machine. And the uniqueness about this machine is when he puts it on the first protocol setting, he just moves it over your body, and it pretty much just tingles. But if it, the tingling turns to pain, it tells him that that particular muscle that he moved it over is weak and not functioning properly. And as it turned out, there was a lot of uh, muscles on my uh, legs, and, and very few of my back was weak. It was, uh, my structure was throwing off, being thrown off by these muscles in my body that were weak that I did not know were weak. And over the years, he has been working on strengthening these muscles, uh, which helped me tremendously. And I learned something from that because I've often said before that we can learn a lot about the spiritual by observing the physical. The way our physical life is, oftentimes it mirrors our spiritual life. And so what I realize is this, that though I outwardly appeared physically healthy and strong, I had inner weaknesses that no one could see that I could not see, that I didn't even know existed. Then I realized spiritually, we can seem outwardly that we are spiritually strong, yet all the while, we can be suffering from an inner weakness. And there's a specific inner weakness that I want to talk to you about this morning, because it's one that we don't like to confess that we are dealing with. It's one that, for whatever reason, has a negative connotation uh, upon our lives. And so we'd rather bury it uh, and hopefully uh, cover it up so that people can't tell that we have this inner weakness. If you have your Bible, I want you to look with me in the book of Ephesians in the third chapter. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. I'm going to begin at the 12th verse. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence. So please, don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you, so you should feel honored. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven, and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, 
unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in our hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this morning, and I, I pray now for the grace that I need to communicate the thoughts you put in my heart for all of us here today, because you want all of us here to walk out with inner strength today, Lord. Help me let the Spirit of the Lord guide everything that I say for the glory of your name, I pray. And all God's people said with me, amen. amen. So if we've just read, the church in Ephesus had obviously lost heart. They had become discouraged because of Paul's suffering. The Apostle Paul, you can read it in 2 Corinthians. Uh, there's a long list there of all the physical suffering that the Apostle Paul endured, endured for the kingdom of God. And obviously, the church loving the Apostle Paul because he was the one that birthed the church and, 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 and wanting him to be blessed by God, they were ultimately affected because of all of his sufferings that he was dealing with, which led Paul to pray for them. And notice he asked God to empower them with this inner strength through the Holy Spirit. And once that they would be empowered by the Spirit of God, and once they would have this inner strength, I want you to recognize that the Bible tells us here that in verse 17, that Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. In other words, they would really sense and experience the, the love of God and the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Once they were empowered with this inner strength, notice he said, your roots will go down in, in, into God's love and keep you strong. So they would be empowered. They would, it would be like a tree. Their roots were going down strong so that outwardly, whatever storms were going on, they could be able to weather the storms. Then he said you would have more maturity. You'd have power to understand this incredible love that God has for you. This love that is so wide, so high, so deep, that you really can't understand, but I pray you understand it. Think about the, the incredible uh, statement that he's making. It, the, the vastness of God's love, no one can comprehend, no one can fully understand, but yet Paul's praying, but I want you to understand it, you see, so that your life can become more mature spiritually. You can be made 
complete in the fullness of life and power. And then Paul finishes this prayer by saying another remarkable thing. Okay, now that I've prayed that, here's something else I want you to know. He's able to do infinitely more than all I could even ask or pray. Or like even imagine. You know, he's praying some powerful things for this church. And then he finishes his all. But, and God is such a powerful and awesome God. He's not limited even to my, uh, my feeble praying. That God can do infinitely more than all that I've even just asked for you. So let's make the connection to us today. What God is going, wants to say to all of us here today. Outwardly. We may appear spiritually fine, but there are times that because of life's challenges, because of life's disappointments, if you will, any one of us at any time can lose heart, can become discouraged. We become discouraged because either of what we're personally dealing with, or in this case in the church, they were, they were discouraged because of what Paul, the, their, their overseer, the one that they love, was going through. So whether it's something that you're dealing with personally, or whether it's something that someone that you love is dealing with, uh, discouragement can afflict our soul at any moment. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter how long you've been saved. It does not matter what position you may or may not hold in the church. There is no human being that is exempt from the, from the battle called discouragement, you see. Charles Spurgeon was a man in in the Victorian era in England who at that point in time was considered the world's greatest preacher and historically in the church, he's on um, on the Mount Rushmore of historical and incredible preachers. He was a pastor that had a church in the thousands which was unheard of at that time, uh, and God used him in such a powerful way. Yet, he confessed in his uh, biography that he would often suffer from bouts of discouragement. There were times where he couldn't even get out of bed on Monday morning. He was so discouraged. Every pastor, regardless of their success, knows what it is to battle discouragement. See, because a pastor's life is intertwined with the people of the congregation. So as you go, so so do God go. If you're not having a good day, I'm not having a good day. If there are struggles that are going on in people's lives, then then what happens is that impacts the, the pastor's life. And there are times where you feel like a total failure because no matter what you do, you don't see a life being churned around. You don't see the, uh, the encouragement that you would like to see. And though we have been called by God and empowered by God, because we have this treasure in earthen vessels, we are no different than you are. And so we have these seasons where we we evaluate ourselves based upon what is going on in the lives of our people. And there are times, I don't know of one pastor that has never battled discouragement. And as I mentioned earlier, 
because of my back problem, there was a, a time, multiple times, where I was just so discouraged. In fact, I struggled even coming to the prayer meeting because I felt, God, so many years people have been praying for me. Do you not answer prayer? How could I keep going, God, when physically I haven't received that which we've been crying out to God for? I don't know about you, but when, when there's a continued issue that's going on in your life, that's when discouragement seems to gather strength against you, where all of a sudden you're trying to, you're trying to be strong outwardly, but you know inwardly you're just so weak because you just don't see God moving the way you thought he would move. Am I the only one in this house? So I've been battling discouragement with that. Discouragement is no respect of persons, as I mentioned. It can come upon any one of us at any time for any reason. And I've discovered that there are layers, depths, if you will, of discouragement, right? There are times where it's a minor discouragement. Well, I'm discouraged. I didn't get that job. But uh, in a day or two, the cloud of discouragement seems to lift and life goes on. But then there are th those discouragements that linger day after day after day. I find, especially when it comes to spiritual applications, I'm not in a place that I, I feel I ought to be. I don't, I've been, it's been years that I haven't seen any spiritual progress, and inwardly, that leads me to be discouraged. But when I come to church, nobody knows I'm discouraged because I don't want to let anybody know that I'm discouraged, so I put on the smile. You know that plastic smile? Hey, how you doing? Doing great. No, you're not. But see, we don't want anybody to know we're discouraged because there's something about discouragement that most of us don't understand, even though we all can relate to, but we put on all of these Christian airs because if somebody, if somebody asks me, how you doing? Well, I'm discouraged. Come on, brother, Jesus is good. Get out of that. Shake out of that. We go through all of that gymnastics as if that works. So we don't want to go through that gymnastics, so we'd rather tell everybody, doing fine. I'm doing good. Jesus is good. God is good all the time. And all the time? See, you're all liars. We get so conditioned to do all these things, whether, whether it's true for us or not. Discouragement. And because of this thing, brothers and sisters, we need to be careful that we never, ever judge someone's spirituality because they're discouraged. Because, again, it's no respect of person. This has nothing to do with how spiritual you are. How many of you remember the prophet Elijah? God used him in a powerful way to call down fire from heaven. I mean, he did some phenomenal things. One woman, shows you the power of a woman, one woman said, you're as good as a dead man, and he ran for his life. And hid under a bush and said, that's it, God, I'm done. I just want to die. Which, by the way, it's just a side note now to my sermon. Be careful of what you tell people, because your words can bring discouragement in people's lives. So now, instead of judging one another, 
in our spirituality. We should do what Paul did. He prayed for the people at Ephesus. And he asked the Lord to empower them with inner strength. You see, inner strength, you'll see it coming on the screen. By definition, it's spiritual energy provided by the Spirit of God that fortifies the soul, lifting it up above the cloud of discouragement. That's a mouthful, but it just simply means this. Inner strength doesn't come from outside stimuli. And what I mean by that is this. When there is discouragement in your soul, it, you can go out and buy a whole pint of Hockendash Swiss Almond Valletta, which is my favorite, and you can eat that whole pint, and, and that's not going to lift your discouragement. You may be happy for a moment, but then you're going to be more discouraged because now you're going to look at, I've got to get on the scale now, and I just put on five pounds with the ice cream. Outside stimuli can't break the cloud of discouragement. It can't provide this inner strength. Only the Spirit of God can give you that inner strength that transforms your soul. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can transform your emotions. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can transform your thoughts and your will to bring you out of that funk of being discouraged, you see. Now, when the Holy Spirit does that, there's evidence, if you will, that it produces, and I want to just highlight these really briefly with us, because Paul mentioned this in our text. Notice number one, the inner strength produces greater trust in the Lord. It's what he said in verse 17. Let me read it again. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. One of the things that I have recognized and realized in my own life, that when you're battling times of discouragement, one of the first things that you sense is the lack of God's presence. When I'm struggling with discouragement, it seems as if those dark clouds are everywhere. And though I pray, though I read my Bible, it just seems as if heaven is like this iron cloud that I can't get beyond. I know all the things to say that are right. I know all the things to do that are right. But you see, the one thing in this spiritual journey we all recognize is you can't make something happen spiritually. Only God by his spirit can do something in all of our souls. And so you can do all the right things and still be discouraged. And so the one thing that I see is as, we, as the spirit of God provides this inner strength in your heart and in my heart, then we begin to experience once again God's presence. And when you have God's presence, your trust is strengthened in him. You may not have all the answers, but you know his presence is with me. And it produces this greater trust in the Lord. Secondly, after greater trust in the Lord, there's deeper roots in God's love. Notice that he, he prays, he said, I, when, you, when you have this inner strength, not only will Christ dwell in your hearts, 
and make his home with you as you trust him. But notice your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. Now, here's why this is important. Again, I'm talking to myself, so if that's you, you can come along with me in the journey. When I'm discouraged, one of the things that naturally happens as a byproduct of discouragement is the questioning of the depth of God's love for me. You see, I'm... I've been around the block long enough to know I'm never going to question whether God loves me. I know he loves me. But unfortunately, when I'm discouraged, I will question how much he loves me. You get the difference? See, you or I are just the same. By now, in your spiritual journey, you probably know, yep, I know God loves me. And you won't question that. But when things are not going well, when there are things that are going on, maybe physically in your life, like Paul was suffering, when there's afflictions that are going on in your life, when there are mental anguishes going on, when all hell is breaking loose in your marriage and you're crying out to God and nothing seems to change, it only seems to get worse. And now on top of that, you wake up with this cloud of discouragement in in our humanity, we begin to question, how much does God really love me? And that's why Paul said, when this inner strength comes, my prayer is that you begin to understand the depth, the breadth, the height of God's love for you. A love you can't understand, but I pray you understand it. In other words, what he's saying is, this, this, it is limitless the, the pool that's called God's love. And Paul said, I want you to dive into that thing. And I pray that you will recognize that, how much God loves you. Because when you know God loves you, it will keep you strong. The storm may still rage. But the, when the roots of the tree are going down deep, that is the foundation that keeps the tree erect in the middle of a storm. You see? It's love for God and and recognizing just how much God loves you that keeps you strong in the middle of a storm. Deep roots. It's why Paul, in another place, in Romans, when he wrote to the Roman church, said pretty much the same thing, had a pretty similar prayer. In Romans chapter 8, let me read to you beginning in verse 35. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scripture says, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. And I am convinced that nothing, come on, say nothing with me, nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. 
no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Would you say amen with me on that one? Come on. When that inner strength comes by the Holy Spirit, we experience God's presence, and it keeps us strong. The love of God is revealed and begins to be revealed, the depth of his love for us. And we're able to weather the storms of life once again. And then also, lastly, is maturity, number three. Why, let's go back to our text where he says, may you experience the love of Christ that is too great to understand then you will be made complete or mature with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The process of maturity is the understanding that in this life's journey, we are going to have to deal with some storms. There are going to be disappointments in life. There are going to be hardships. Difficulties. Worship team, if you would come, please. And there are times because of that, that try as we might, we might also have to battle now this thing called discouragement. This weapon of our enemy who wants to come in and bring us to the point where we feel so down, where we have lost such hope that we feel this thing is never going to get any better. This is going to be the end of it all. But I... I'm so grateful today for God's word because it doesn't sugarcoat it. It tells us it like it is that when we are dealing with discouragement, we shouldn't feel ashamed of it, but we should go to God and say, okay, God, this is where I'm at, God. That's the truth. I'm discouraged about this thing. I'm discouraged that it hasn't happened yet. I'm discouraged that it hasn't turned around yet. I'm at that place, God, where I feel like I'm a lot like Elijah. I'm almost ready to die, God. I just don't want to go on anymore, in other words. You ever been to that place where you feel like the Christian journey is just too difficult? That you just want to give up sometimes? Yeah, discouragement is serious business. But God knows our hearts. And God doesn't come to us and say, how could you feel that way? No, he's such a gracious and good God. Paul didn't rebuke the people. He prayed for them. And in a moment, we're going to pray. We're going to pray for inner strength today. That God would fortify us on our inner being, not by anything less than his own Holy Spirit so that you and I can walk with that inner strength through that cloud of discouragement that we'll begin to experience the presence of God as we've never experienced it before. That we will begin to understand. 
We talk about this year, the year of seeing clearly, and part of seeing clearly is you and I always understanding the magnitude of God's love for us. I don't care how much you fail. I don't care how much we stumble and fall. His love will always pick us up. It doesn't matter how many times things uh, happen, don't turn out the way we uh, encourage them to uh, believe that they will work out. God is always there uh, like a great heavenly father encouraging us to get up and say, by my strength, I will bring you through. So in a moment, we're going to do that. We're going to pray and ask God to pour out his spirit and produce inner strength in all of us.